0: startuprad.io your podcast and youtube blog covering the german startup scene with news interviews and live events hello and welcome everybody this is joe from celebrate.io your startup podcast and youtube blog from germany bringing you today another subject matter expert interview and I would like to welcome you here. Hey, JP, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Joe. Many thanks. I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. J- just one disclaimer, JP is not your official first name, right?
1: Yeah, correct. My official first name is uh, Jan Philipp, but it's quite difficult to pronounce for other people. So, therefore, JP would be fine.
0: And uh, uh, Jan Philipp Günther Burmeister... It's quite a long name,
1: right? It's quite a long name and the Burmeister is new because I married uh, a few months ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Congratulations there. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk because you're a lawyer about the new law in Germany regulating autonomous driving because all the blog's been full about it and it's, it's, it's not uh, 100% done Yet the law is out there, but there are additional regulations underneath it, which are not finalized yet. I, when I was preparing for this interview, I've seen uh, the ministry, the federal, the German federal ministry of transport and infrastructure published a press release that Germany will be the world leader in autonomous driving with this. And can we first start a little bit to put it in perspective? Because Uh, uh, another federal ministry claim Germany to be the first country in the world to have such a law. Can we first get a a little bit into perspective EU, US, globally as far as you know and then get into the nitty-gritty details?
1: Sure, sure, of course, we can try. Um, Well, the um, a press release is not incorrect, let's put it that way. Um, what I know so far is that uh, it should be the first law governing the um, area of autonomous driving. And uh, when you look into other states, for example, there are some initiatives in other European countries, for example, France has at least an initiative on that. There's something going on when you look, for example, into the United States. There, uh, not on federal level, but on state level, there's also law on autonomous driving. And what I know is that also Asian countries, for example, China, they are highly interested into that, especially looking uh, on Europe, what is going on there. But um, let's put it that way. It's not incorrect to talk about that. This is the first law on autonomous driving, at least from that holistic perspective, what I have seen so far.
0: And during my time of preparation, I was a little bit surprised um, that it's not actually completely new law, but it is a law um, that regulates all street traffic and it basically gets updated, amended, or in Germany we call it Novelierung every few years. And therefore, the content just gets into the normal street legislation Um, and we're talking about here um, the law that became that came into force would be the right term 2021 right
1: Um, well the um, uh, uh, first of all this is some kind of amendment to the road traffic act the German Road Traffic Act. And this uh, was passed by uh, the parliament and um, it's somehow in addition to also uh, an old law, which um, amended the uh, Road Traffic Act before, also focusing on somehow partial automation. And um, with regard to the entering into force i guess um because it's passed it's effective um as of the effective date which has been uh, a few weeks ago and therefore it's uh currently uh, enacted
0: don't worry about uh, the date when it becomes law because it is law as we we're recalling this on 29th of september then it's already uh In force, so we don't need to bother when it became into force. And what does it basically say? I I do believe I found when I went through disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer here. That's why I have a competent assistance. Um, in article one A, it says something like it's, it's a translation. It's made by me. It's not official. Um, they're permitting highly or fully automated driver functions with certain requirements and the producer of the car, meaning the car manufacturer has to certify that the car matches these requirements. And when I went through a little bit, I, I'm not a big, big reader of laws, but I skipped through it and actually I realized I I assume you would still need a driver's license to sit behind the wheel even for a fully automated driver function, right? And and, and what does this mean, all of that?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, let's divide it a little bit. What you're talking about is the um, Article 1A. The Article 1A was passed already in 2017 and allowed somehow the use of highly automated or full automated driving. What now was passed during the last weeks is the uh, new uh, Section 1D, which at least from the uh, letters which are in the law, allows auto, uh, automated or fully autonomous driving. However, the description with regard to fully autonomous driving is not uh, 100% correct. But uh, you need to divide between highly automated uh, driving um, to compare it to certain levels, and the full autonomous or the full automation and this level 4. And what was now passed should address level 4, potentially level 5. In Germany.
0: And we're talking about SAE level four here. That's an organization that uh, publishes standards and we link down here in the show notes um, uh, to their website. They have levels of driving autonomy, automation. And of course, if people say, level four they can already deduce there's level zero one two three but there's also level five so that means we're not completely at the fully automated driving so there needs to be a driver and he can be assisted quite a lot but it's basically still a driver
1: uh well as a new law says uh, that you do not need a driver at all you need some kind of person um somehow uh technical surveillance sp- person supervis uh, super uh, which a technical supervisor. A technical, Yeah, it could be a technical supervisor in this regard who can uh, decide uh, in case uh, the autonomous system has some problems and can override certain commands. But you actually do not need a driver and therefore also the uh, new law is based on the responsibles with regard only to the holder and this technical uh, supervision. A person, supervisory person, and not focusing on the driver anymore because you do not have a driver. You could potentially compare the uh, driver with the technical supervisor, but actually you do not have a driver under the uh, new law.
0: Um, and one question, uh, die Frage, as we call it in Germany, this technical supervisor, does he, she uh, need a driver's license?
1: Oh, this is a tough question <laughs> uh, because uh, and, and, and this is quite interesting to give you some background when I uh, prepared for this interview, I saw some discussion going on, and with regard to this technical s- supervisor um there is uh, a one argue this must be a technical expert with a deep understanding of computer science law or a technical or must even have a technical degree and must potentially have a driving license however at least from my perspective it, it is what i well, what i think would be common sense at least from the people uh, i listened to during the last weeks that it would not be appropriate to have this technical um this technical supervisor Uh, That he needs somehow a degree in uh, information science law or must be an engineering expert uh, because uh, when you focus on the law and what it aims for it, you have here in mind some kind of people movers, which would unfortunately replace the work of a bus driver and therefore the idea could be that you switch somehow the uh, work of a bus driver to this um, uh, to this technical supervisor and therefore at least from my understanding it would be general good to uh, that the technical supervisor would have a driving license but uh, i don't think so that he needs a technical degree in information science <laughs> Definitely uh, not uh, but uh, was, there's this discussion going on currently
0: i I was smiling when when you talked about that and I thought hmm maybe some universities can now advertise their computer science degrees computer science degree and you get your driver's license on top
1: on top of that yeah, but uh, <laughs> being only the supervisor but not the actual driver but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we we've been talking about buses and cabs taxis here yeah. um This law, when you interpret it and juggle it around a bit, as we said, this is not, this not went to court yet. And eventually a judge has to rule and uh, the, the law gets amended. So that may be a few years down the road, but as you interpret it right now, would a bus or a cab still need a driver?
1: At least from my perspective, the bus or cab won't need a driver. You have this vehicle and in the vehicle, there are the passengers. And only what is required, at least from other requirements, but with regard to the driver question is that you have this technical supervisor and the car should act on uh, certain locations in certain areas really autonomously can uh use the street and can drive from A to B in this local environment and is somehow supervised by the supervisor. However, the vehicle must be able to, for example, stop or avoid certain uh, harmful things. And therefore you do not need a taxi driver anymore. You only need this guy who's supervising it. And this would be the supervisor.
0: We just recorded yesterday, this month in German Startups, summer wrap-up September edition, where we talk about everything that was going on July, August, and September in the German-speaking startup scene. And when we recorded this, I remember there's now a car-sharing company that remotely drives the car to you and remotely drives the car away when you're done with it. Um, Would it also be possible under the new law to have this technical supervisor remotely in another place, not in the vehicle itself?
1: Correct. This is the idea. It's also highly debated whether it's allowed to have the technical supervisor within the vehicle, because normally you don't have any steering wheel, you don't have any pedals, and therefore uh, the law takes the position that the technical supervisor sits remote. But there must be a, a data connection between the technical supervisor and the car, of course, so that the technical supervisor is able to uh, stop uh, the autonomous driving or to uh, give certain commands to the car. And you do not need even passengers. For example, this uh, law focuses also on logistics and not only on people movers, but also when you um, transport certain good sh- goods from A to B.
0: So if I think about it in business terms, that would mean you cut, you may be able to cut down on the physical drivers in places like trucks, in places like buses, in places like cabs and can put them in a remote, uh, in a remote cockpit where they can basically supervise one car. Maybe even more. So that would basically mean you don't have to have the person like a truck driver driving all the way to, uh, from Munich to Hamburg and back. But basically you have people in a driving center and they're just taking eight hour shift and then they go home. Maybe, yes, maybe correct. supervising five trucks, 10 trucks. I don't know.
1: Yes, correct. 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 They do not need to uh, drive remotely the car, the truck. Um, it's only sufficient that they can take over or can react on certain signals coming from this vehicle, from this truck within a certain period of time to give new commands or to uh, do something. And um, I'm not quite sure how many uh, trucks or cars such a supervisor can control at the end of the time. However, it's possible that... Um, the supervisor is only uh, notified in case the vehicle needs some additional information or some additional control or there's an extent or uh, the, the, the vehicle runs into trouble. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A difficult situation. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So basically the law enables remote driving of vehicles with passengers and completely people-free vehicles talking about just carrying goods from A to B to C, Um which may make me um, a little bit nervous if I'm a truck or taxi driver right now. But it, I do believe the effect will be felt uh sometime down the road. I'm, I'm not sure if there are already a lot of cars out there who can actually do that.
1: Yes, um, I'm aware of certain also startups who um, invented uh, certain um, AI functions and certain techniques. How they could maneuver uh, to cities, for example. There are also in the US certain startups, and now becoming big companies because they um, invented some certain LIDAR systems or maps or navigation systems. And therefore, um, at least from my perspective, there are some prototypes, for example, uh, doing the uh, International auto uh, Automobile Ausstellung in Munich, the um IAA, um, there was some kind of prototype showing there up and this at least from my perspective would be especially focusing on that new law would be uh, would be more and more normal to us during the next years. However I don't know when I will uh, enter the first taxi or bus without a driver but for example when you look on Uh, Railways or subway, for example, in Nuremberg or in other cities, they are operating without a driver. And I guess similar things could be also uh, possible with regard to the road traffic at least in a few years
0: when you talked about this i had in mind a person who sits in a lot of uh, screens and there's basically one screen and it's basically shifting through all the cars uh he or she is supervising and basically at one point there's a red frame blinking okay now you have to act here okay let me do okay yeah that's fine um that that's what i had in mind um And uh, many people sitting in a row. (laughs) Uh, On on the other hand, that may be an opportunity for somebody who's a cab driver because instead of doing one ride like every hour and then waiting another 45 minutes and then doing another ride, they basically could shift from one to another ride uh, by shifting the cars. That would also be possible. And I assume there would be at least some interactional little uh, screen turning around and saying, hey, I'm your driver, I'm remotely, and now we're going.
1: Mm. Yes, I guess uh, the whole um, business... with regard to taxes, with regard to public transport, will change in the next years. And um, with regard to the uh, person logistics. who is now a taxi driver, logistics as well, of course, of course, logistics, um, and the persons who are now t- truck drivers, taxi drivers, bus drivers, um, I'm not quite sure whether this job will still be there in the next, I don't know, 15, 20 years. However, there are coming up new jobs in that area. For example, talking about this technical uh, supervisor and other stuff.
0: As long as they don't need an advanced computer science degree, right?
1: Yes, yeah, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Any other important implication we have not discussed yet?
1: Yes, Uh, what um, is a typical question on autonomous driving are the dilemma problems. I'm not quite sure whether you have heard of that. Uh, The question is you uh, have an autonomous vehicle and the autonomous vehicle should decide in Uh, in a situation where there are only two possibilities and should decide whether they should drive into a tree or into another vehicle or should drive into a person and potentially harm this person or kill this person and uh, at least um, the new law gives some guidance here they say well um One point is you are not allowed to harm other people. That means that uh, harm to a thing would be more acceptable than harm to other people. However, what they do not say is um Whether you should um, have an accident where two people are harmed or one people are harmed, because this is yeah this is quite a, a difficult question. And uh, when you compare it, uh, and when you uh, think about it even more, should you uh, should you drive into a young person, a child, or should you drive into an old person? And the law is not it gives not any guidance on that. But uh, it uh, gives at least guidance that they say uh, you need to um, protect the human um, uh, the human life uh, at most. but it does not solve the whole the, the whole di- the dilemma problematic in a holistic way. And this is something which is often discussed uh, should you. Yeah. Should you harm the, the child? Should you harm the grandma, the grandpa, or should you harm the cat? Mm-hmm.
0: The mm-hmm. Best would be no one. But uh, yeah. an- another question that comes to mind is then, okay, if somebody gets harmed, who is paying the manufacturer of the car, the provider of the highly of the required high quality internet connection, the, the the company who hires the driver or the driver himself. So, uh, pick one.
1: <laughs> we do not have any driver anymore. So therefore, the driver is out.
0: The the remote controller?
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. And this is also debated. Uh, generally, the holder, uh, in Germany, you say Halter would be the owner of the car. Um, the owner of the car would be liable in this regard. And, um, this is currently also for normal vehicles, the case under German law. Um, and then, uh, there would be an additional, uh, person here, which if he, she did it by fault, um, that he would, or she would also be liable. And this would be the technical supervisor. And, um. In addition, also in case there's a male function of the vehicle which is um, coming from uh, bad construction made by the manufacturer, the manufacturer could also be liable. But however, as you do not have the driver anymore, the driver is out and all the ideas from first going to the driver, second going to the holder, to the owner of the car, you need to change it a little bit. And therefore, you're also... Um, increased the amount of maximum liability because um, the holder uh, has now uh, a greater maximum liability uh, what he might need to pay in case of an accident. Yeah. But is, this a diff- is, this, is that a difficult question? And one word, sorry, um, it would also be somehow difficult to prove where the mail function is. Was this something coming from the manufacturer or a hacker i don't know yeah.
0: are there requirements for as you said cybersecurity and a data collection in order to decide about that and how about the data privacy of that so first uh Cybersecurity, how, what happens if you get hacked? Uh, can this get hacked? And secondly, data privacy. And I just realized all the, 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 the providers of the mobile internet who are essential for this to work at all, they are not necessarily in the liability circle, are they?
1: Um, with regard first to, um, Cybersecurity. The new act addresses cyber cybersecurity directly. It says that you need to implement sufficient measures in this regard to avoid hacking or to avoid any other also technical malfunction in this regard. And this is one big thing because this could cause enormous harm. This the act does not say what you need. Because all the requirements they are changing when the uh, techn- uh when the technique will develop further. But however, you need uh, to implement certain measures. This is one point. Um, in addition, with regard to the uh, telecommunication or the communication between the car on the one hand and the technical supervisor on the other hand, it must be. Um, and this is a requirement that there's a strange connection. Uh, I don't know um, how this will work under the current network system. At least in Germany, it's somehow difficult. But however, maybe uh, when implementing 5G and 5G is coming uh, to be the next standard, then this could be uh, could be one point which could be solved. However, uh, is this a requirement that there is a direct connection and uh, which is also appropriate between the car and the technical supervisor? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And the data privacy where can you yes. uh, store this information basically from all the drives?
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, there are also. Um, Articles in the new law focusing on data protection and uh, as the holder or the owner of the car, you are responsible what the data collects. And there's also a concept that um, the car should collect as uh, less data as possible. The data is generally but this was also somehow discussed during the legislation process, generally stored in the car. However, the um, owner is required to pass some of information on, for example, to um, a government uh, government authorities or to the Kraftverbundesamt, for example, with regards to certain things. For example, if there is an accident, if there are male functions, all the stuff. And this is something which is highly debated whether the data protection um, regulation which is now in this act is sufficient also under the general data protection regulation and how this could connect and interlinks into that and therefore i guess some people say that could also be uh, a violation of the European law, but uh, we will see the discussion is going on. But uh, all this information and uh, all this information, which is, which is re- by a requirement of the law gathered, must be generally stored and could be passed on to certain other parties. Yeah. mm
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is pretty interesting. We touched a lot of different points like autonomous driving, remote driving, cybersecurity, uh, data transmission, data storage, and the producers. But as the audience can already tell, this law is in force, but it's far away from all the legal framework. All the rulings are finally established. So this is just, um, this is just getting ready and Anybody who would like to learn more, we'll link down here in the show notes, not only your LinkedIn profile, but also uh, some additional articles, disclaimer, we could not find, for example, the whole text of the law, all in English. We linked a few passages that are officially available in English here. JP, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much.
1: Many thanks, Joe, and many thanks for this great opportunity. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.